0: if we want developers to be humans, like in humanocracy, and to be treated well, um, we, we can't then also expect games to be spit out every other month. Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. It is the end of the year. It is the holiday season. It is December time. It's Christmas time. It's all of the times in the world. Well, not all the times, but some of the times we are here with the holiday special because again, we absolutely were not prepared to do our soundtracks again, but it was a perfect time, end of the year, wrap some things up and get ready to kind of reflect on our year of gaming, what happened. We got a little bit of tech news to discuss, some of our favorite games we played this year, kind of talk about the future of gaming, a little bit of stuff It gets a little bit crazy here at the Mobile Video Games Podcast. We don't take things too seriously, we don't script it, we don't do things planned, and that's why you come and you hear it. And we'd love to hear from you guys too what were some of your favorite gaming moments this year? Let us know in the comments down below. But until then, sit back, relax, grab a coffee, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. You're not that guy now. Just
1: nice. I am that guy. We're coming in with plans now
0: in the Mo Video Game Podcast. That's true. We thought ahead of time. Which is why we are having a mobile Video Games Holiday Special. Exactly. Forward thinking.
1: This is actually fully scripted, so anything that we say has already been written. Therefore, we don't even have to think; we're just reading at this point. Yeah, but that has been true for all of our podcasts. Exactly.
2: Including I have a
1: publicly facing uh, web server that hosts all of our scripts. So if anyone finds it, send me the link, and I'll give you a little special prize. <laughs> <laughs> because
0: we can't find it
1: yeah i lost it years ago <laughs> <laughs> way before the podcast even started i already i already had this all fucking scripted out it's beautiful
0: um but hello and welcome to the Mope video games holiday special if you are listening on podcast services i strongly recommend you take a, a little gander, a little, little drive over to YouTube land and give a look-see. Uh, just, just briefly because, as promised, Dabbing Santa has made his appearance. And, and he is dabbing. He is, I, yeah, I would be very sad if he was not dabbing. Dabbing Santa's just standing there. <laughs> he <laughs> but dabs you know, most of the other time. <laughs> yeah, it's just we, we captured him when the one time it wasn't dabbing. Um, but yeah, and I'm drinking some hot chocolate in a holiday themed mug no coffee maxwell are you feeling okay oh i have coffee in the other mug don't worry i'll be let me let me okay. double fist here
1: oh you are yeah, i forgot about the best cat dad mug yeah got, got back <laughs> up for this i'm uh i'm drinking coffee as well my favorite part is i don't own this mug this is this is not my mug which makes it taste even better that does taste good. Whose mug is that? It is my parents' mug that Ugh. I I Scandal. stole from them like a month ago. Gah. And um, yeah, they. I guess they'll get it back today. So mm-hmm. rip and piece this <laughs> mug. It's very nice quality. Probably something that I would not pay the money for. Let's see what it says threshold at the bottom. So I'm at the threshold now. Oh, I think that's Target brand. It feels good, but it I could it could definitely be targety. It is made in China and has a target, a bullseye, some may say, on the bottom. Hey. So maybe maybe it's not as expensive as I thought, which makes me feel good because I'm always fucking stressed using other people's like, uh, you know, like, not silverware, plateware, food, food, food Dinner acquisition wear. utensils, <laughs> plate, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because like if they're fucking expensive, it like they're they're not gonna be like. That's a $4,000 glass. And if you break that, I'm going to kill you. They're, they're just going to be pissed once it's broken.
0: Also, I don't know what glass would cost $4,000 and I want to see it now. But I, I'm sh- I mean, there's always something out there that costs that much. Whether or not it's like actually made of some really nice crystal or something that's that expensive, or like Jay Z sneezed on it. Like there's going to be s- uh, some plate out there. <laughs> Those are the
1: two ways to get something <laughs> yeah. to a $4,000 evaluation. Yeah.
0: Um, I,
2: but yeah, I used so, to work for QVC, so I, I know these things.
1: So, Maxwell, maybe I'll do the framework this time. <laughs>
0: hmm. I like it. I, I like I, how we're, we're pretending we didn't plan this. It's, it's well, no, good, this is all part yeah,
1: of the script. I'm still reading. What are you yeah, talking about?
0: That's what I'm saying. I, I like that we wrote in the script like, to make oh, it seem yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was smart <laughs> thinking. I like, was good for it. <laughs>
1: I also like that we have a full conversation about it to convince the audience.
0: Yeah. Because you knew, you you forward thought and you're like, we're going to have to.
1: Forwardly. I am a forward person. Um, Yeah, so I was thinking, you know, we could uh, cover some (laughs) tech news. I'm glad I'm thinking this, not reading it right now. Um, Okay, done with, done with that one. Done this, with that one. This, it's going
0: so deep; it's hurting my head. Okay, yeah, we'll we'll come out and say it. This is not a scripted podcast. There, the illusion is dead.
1: Well, you just read that off the script. If you're going to say that, you shouldn't be reading
0: the script, Maxwell. Oh no! It continues to be deep. My God, these the, the first five minutes of our podcast are just always I'm impressed always coordinated. If anyone sticks around that is not like actually interested in this stuff, but. Um but yeah so
1: tech news and then we were thinking we could just talk about kind of 2021 our gaming experience and review and also talk about kind of where games are at right now and our opinions cuz it sounds like we disagree per usual which is why we're
0: great friends cuz we hate each other <laughs> Exactly at love and hate it's a fine line and we are clearly on the hate side Yes but the entirely. line is really small We're just way
2: very over very here. small
1: Yeah can't even use a pencil to draw that line like the the curve or whatever you want to call it for writing a pencil it's too large it's definitely not curve because that's only with cutting but who knows maybe a pencil is cutting into the paper i'm done
0: i'm done that was too far that was too far script please <laughs> uh all right well i guess you did say starting with tech news if i heard correctly um do you have tech news um
1: No, not really. I mean, all the stuff I've been looking at recently is outdated anyway, so. Great. Do you have tech news, Matt? I do have tech news. I didn't watch that ATOD trailer
0: yet, so.
2: You can fuck right off, bro.
0: I also sent you some Gregorian monks singing the Halo theme song, and uh, I send you nothing but quality content. You know what I do when I wake up on a Sunday morning? I
1: lie in bed and watch YouTube videos. And I enjoy whatever i want to enjoy
0: until we record the podcast yeah you, you watch youtube videos my aka A- what i have said to you <laughs> you could be watching my youtube videos um okay tech news tech news numero uno as is always the case with tech news and when we record all of the news seems to happen either late sunday or like monday or tuesday in the week so immediately after recording our podcast last week uh sony was like oh hey, here's some faceplates for everyone in some new colors. I was like, wow. Finally. Um, made I, by Displate,
1: by the way. What? Not actually. I said made oh, by... Uh, <laughs> or sorry. Not display, God, fuck. Dbrand. Dbrand, Displate. yeah. I've been in so many Displate ads recently. It's like...
0: Uh, no, I don't, they, I don't they, even they...
1: fucking know why. They just came out of nowhere
0: yeah they they it's i mean it's the holiday season so it's one of those like great gift things so they start to spam like their their marketing channels on like social media and stuff with it to be like oh what well, could i get someone oh wow look at this really cool metal poster like this playstation one i have in the back oh yeah oh that's a display that's a display yeah
1: oh so when i say that the script is leading into an advertisement
0: i was correct <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so Sony actually came out. So we, we talked a lot about D Brand. So my PS5 is black because I got the D Brand Dark Plates, the original, the 1.0 that you can't buy anymore. It's limited edition, bro. It's so cool. Um, and Sony was all upset with them. They're like, oh, and th- there were other manufacturers as well that were putting out custom colored. Uh, faceplates for the PS5 and Sony kept like shutting them down cease to desist all that kind of stuff and f- Sony finally over a year after the release of the console um, came out with color so they had the black PS5 controller and the red PS5 controller released sometime earlier this year Which is- show it off boom red like Christmas and uh, got them black Like Christmas. Like Christmas. (laughs) Um, And so naturally, I I picked those up because I'm a sucker for controllers. And then a lot of time went by and they just released three new additional colors. It was like a light blue, a pink, and a purple. The purple actually looks pretty cool. Um, And they're they're calling it like their galaxy collection. Because I think it was like cosmic red and midnight black were the colors. And then there's like a nova... It's like a Nova pink and a sky blue, or something. I don't know. They're going all in sky and galaxy theme with all this stuff. So now there are five colors for the controllers, and then they release the custom colored—well, not, yeah, I guess custom colored faceplates that are that match those five colors. So you could get the cosmic red controller and the cosmic red faceplates, be all matchy matchy. You can mix and match if you wanted to do a purple controller and a black faceplate, or if you wanted to do a light blue faceplate and a pink controller, you can do it Let's all. Let's mix could- and match. You could buy two face plates and then put one color on one side no, stop. and one color stop. on the other. Although I th- fucking ugly. I think you would have to do it, that would be ugly. I agree. I mean some people might be into it but it you'd be wrong. Yeah, bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> um but I I think you have to actually buy if you wanted to do that which you shouldn't. Um I think you have to buy two face plates. Uh, like full packages. Well, you need two face plates to cover <laughs> that. <then. laughs> um, so I, I don't think they're they're letting you just like mix and match. I guess is my point of with the two face plates. This derailed quickly again. Thanks for scripting this, Oliver. Um, moving on. Big big milestone. Minecraft surpassed one trillion views on YouTube. Wow. I'm giving myself Good. a hand because I helped reach that goal thank you good job minecraft um i i don't know entirely how they track that um i'm sure uh, mr youtube just typed in minecraft and just counted up all the videos (laughs) um but uh, i haven't met mr youtube yet i am mr youtube (laughs) um yeah, but that, I mean, Big Miles, regardless of how accurate it is, the fact that there's at least one trillion views on YouTube is pretty pretty crazy, I, I, on Minecraft specifically. so
1: It's a lot of views. It's a lot of damage.
0: That's a lot of damage. <laughs> You're not that guy, pal. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it's the holidays,
2: you know, Toyotathon. Grady six Grady six things are happening you can't see my mouth right now it's crazy wild
1: Maxwell and I were hanging out last night went to bed at a very reasonable hour doing very reasonable things
0: reasonably yeah so I'm glad we have the script (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so Minecraft huge Minecraft obviously greatest selling game of all time you can play it on a microwave as we love to say here at the Mo Video Games podcast Good for you, Minecraft. I'm proud of you. Uh, and then there was an accessibility article from Eurogamer that interviewed uh, some people from Insomniac Games and Naughty Dogs to uh, kind of the leading front of accessibility stuff. And um, one, one of the things that I thought was kind of interesting that Naughty Dog said is they were asked about like investing in accessibility and how you kind of like leverage that against other game features in the actual core of the game itself uh, with accessibility and they said that because naughty dog builds their own game engines um that investing in accessibility is really it's an investment in their future as well because they can then very easily transport that across uh the different games and stuff that they produce so i thought that was kind of an interesting bonus like a lot of studios and stuff might use Um, like third-party game engines, like Frostbite is a popular one for like Call of Duty and those types of things. And um, Unreal Engine being like the big open source one that a lot of people can use and just had the Matrix Awakens tech demo and stuff. But there's, if you're large enough and have enough experience and enough money, like Naughty Dog, um, creating your own game engines can actually have a lot of benefits. And you can tailor those things and everything you try to, all the work you put into tailoring it can then be used in the future. So... Let me see if I can actually pull up the article while we're uh,
2: talking about it here. (sniffs) Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro.
0: What are your plans for the holidays, Oliver? I guess we can just kind of talk about the holidays.
2: Fuck off. Well, my mom is coming down for christmas so i'm very excited about that
3: yeah
1: i will be with my family for the next two and a half weeks so hell yeah wish me luck good luck sir and if my mom listens to this episode
0: wish me luck (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be great you're gonna be skiing you're gonna be boarding you're gonna be eating chili you're going to be eating hot This is dogs. really going all <laughs> over the place
1: right now. I doubt most of these things are going to happen, but I will be skiing. I'm excited for that. But I'm also excited to mess around on my laptop and waste more time dicking around on my computer. With links. I Yeah, I need to install... Well, this
0: isn't really, this is not tech news. This is this is tech pitch. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's have it. That's really what the Mo Video Games Podcast is about. Just complaining. So
1: I decided a while ago I was going to switch my workstation or whatever, my laptop, um, to Linux and Lucy. Um, and started with Ubuntu, classic distro, most quote unquote noobs choice to go with, right? Was working fine, but I was like, you know what? I want to try other distros, I've only tried... Before this, I've really only used uh, Ubuntu and Linux Mint. So I was like, all right, we're going we're gonna to switch to Arch. We're going to go for Chad, <laughs> Linux, Action, Variety News, Gamer, Ultimate Streamer status. And Arch was, Arch was good. I learned, learned a lot of really nice things, uh, that, as in how frustrating it is to set up Linux or Arch Linux base. Because um, it turns out there's a lot of stuff that an installer does for you in the background that you don't think about very actively when you're installing an operating system. Um, but it was all fine and dandy until I could not get my network fucking working for shit. Like I essentially updated my Arch Distro. It's a rolling release on like um, Windows where it's like, you know, they got Windows 8, 9, 10, rip and piece. Windows 9, 11, <laughs> 14. Uh, so, so there's no, yeah, there's no like releases like that, right? You're constantly updating. Update my network refuses to fucking connect and I cannot fucking figure it out I mean I probably spent at least three or four hours just reading as many fucking like threads as I could to find someone with the same issue put in all these random ass commands I have like half an idea of what they're doing so I'm like all right fuck it internet's not working so the laptop is not working so I switched to Manjaro which is a derivative distribution of arch and I'm like you know what whatever beta distribution. But it's going to set up everything for me because it has a fucking installer, mm. um, and since it's downstream, normally like the people that work on Manjaro will essentially like review uh, patches and updates before they get pushed to Manjaro, so it's a little bit more stable of a distribution. And then I'm trying to work in the software that I use. I need to push code to you know microcontrollers, and it keeps saying permission denied, and I'm I'm again. On the forums for like another three or four fucking hours doing all this shit. I'm giving me every permission that I can fucking find on my computer. It keeps telling me permission denied. The only way that I can get it to run is if I run it as uh, like pseudo, right? Super user. Um, and yeah, I still can't fucking fix it. But the problem is, is super user like the 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 root user is a different user account than the account that you operate on. So they're referencing, like, when I install libraries um, to use, like, certain sensors and stuff, it's referencing different libraries. And I can't fucking figure out where they are in the first place because all my libraries are just in my home directory. But I don't know where the fucking, like, root user directory is. For some reason, I can't fucking find it. Maybe I'm stupid. Um, But, yeah, so now I'm, like, I just need to get one distribution installed with things running and then just not fucking touch it because I've installed about five operating systems in the last maybe two months. Um so yeah I am now officially leaving Manjaro again. I'm almost wondering <laughs> if I go back to Arch cuz I have ideas about how I could get it to run stably. But after pushing one update and having your whole computer just go to bonk town, I can't say it seems like a good idea, but I am also notorious for doing bad ideas, so who knows. We'll find out. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned.
0: <laughs> so yeah, well,
1: that's uh that's my tech bitch.
0: That that was great tech tex texas bitch <laughs> um that uh it segued very nicely into another point i wanted to make about accessibility so linux um so the the, the hacker mindset effectively is you Is shouldn't... there a
1: book you want to bring up by the way?
0: Sure, it's uh it's called humanocracy <laughs> and uh i i do strongly recommend anyone listening to this check out the book humanocracy i'll just leave it at that um but the, the the hacker mindset is effectively you shouldn't have to solve a problem more than once so once once you have figured something out you share that with the world so that they can then start from that base point in solving new problems um and kind of getting as much collective help and, and work out there as possible which is what linux is effectively and what linus Torvalds started back when he created Linux has this open source software. And so now there's so many different distributions and people adding their own spins on it and doing things, and that's behind it. So bringing that back to accessibility, I believe accessibility is something that should, like ethically and morally speaking, should fall into that kind of same category of if you are able to figure out new ways to implement accessibility in games, that information should be shared. And a lot of the things you can kind of just see what other people are doing and be like oh that's a good idea and then just implement it yourself but i think the the more we get into trying to make these games accessible for people and learning how you design games because one of the things they talked about in this article which i will have linked in the youtube description um is that as with most things in life there's no one size fits all um for what types of accessibility options you should have and how you implement them and that how a game is and the game design needs to be built kind of from the ground up with accessibility in mind um, and that accessibility solution looks different depending on the type of game it is and all these different things um, and they've learned some important lessons too um, in that they would make an assumption like oh well if if we're going to toggle this accessibility option on, obviously the users will also want this accessibility option. So they kind of tether the two together. Um, and they found out in play testing and doing a lot of work with consultancies on disabilities and the people with disabilities that work on those staffs, um, that it's like, Hey, I, I actually like the challenge of these games and this feels too easy to me. And so they start putting more granularity then in what specific, like you can toggle on and off every individual accessibility option in games to make it so that each person can kind of tailor their experience to what they want it to be and allow them to um, do certain things. Cause you could see like, oh, if you are visually impaired but not entirely blind, that if you were forced to toggle on additional accessibility options for people that are fully blind, that it might take some of the experience away from you, potentially. um, And so you'd wanna have that granularity. It's just one terrible example of it. But it also brings up, again, the fact that you can complete The Last of Us Part Two. If you are blind, if you cannot see anything, you could have your eyes closed, and with their accessibility, they made it so you can actually complete the game, and on, like, grounded difficulty and stuff, too, and actually have a challenge. Like, it's uh, it's, it's not cool. just, like, turn down the difficulty, and now it's accessible. Like, there's there's some cool
2: shit going on. So. It reminds me of the guy that beat
1: Dark Souls with only one button. <laughs> what? Yeah. He mapped, like, uh morse code to certain actions and so then he was using morse code as a framework for it so yeah he literally yeah just used one button and then yeah different letters in morse code map to different functions and he yeah lead dark souls pretty cool pretty pretty stupid but pretty, pretty cool. dumb
0: <laughs> but pretty cool um and that's that's another great example of how you can even take something that would uh, uh, potentially be just kind of a fun dumb joke and that could be wow like how how could someone who's only able to press a single button be able to play a game or complete it? And boom, there's an example right there of, of a way that you could go around it and, and vice versa. And then accessibility options will fuel other fun things you can do with that outside. And it's just, well, when there's collaboration, I mean, everyone knows the collective is greater than the, the individual. Um, and so the more minds you can get thinking about solving a problem, the better. So just like Linux Less- and Linux works great. So it it clearly works. <laughs>
1: I mean, to be fair, I should have just never left Ubuntu, because Ubuntu does work like a fucking rock, but and I'm also bad with computers. I mean, I guess in comparison to other people, I'm OK, but like, and the grand scheme of things, I'm not good with computers. like the whole point of me doing this is to learn more so. Yeah. My frustrations are intended.:
0: The frustrations are learning. No pain, no gain.
2: Yep, exactly. What doesn't kill you? Makes you sad
0: got him got him that's that's pretty much all i had for tech news I, there wasn't i mean there there may have been a lot going on but uh i've been you know got kind of the the winter first half of the quarter at school is kind of wrapping up finals for people all those kind of things work is wrapping up all those kind of things so it's been been busy we're back and so i didn't have much else and they really haven't been playing much as far as games are concerned this week so
1: so maxwell since the year's almost done, what would be favorite game of 2021? Doesn't have to come out. Just game that you played this year. Like, don't care what the release date was. And I can expose for a while on my ga- year in gaming reviewed. My, my, my gaming graph. So there
0: we go. We'll, we'll stick with. Well, uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. The, the first one that came to my head, which it, uh, at least says something, is Hot Wheels Unleashed. i don't know why you find that funny <laughs> that's the first one that came to my head
1: i just find the game really entertaining at a conceptual level i will not lie it does sound like a a, a goonie game i'm sure it is very fun it's
0: an arcade racer i mean yeah at the end of the day i mean it it it, it is play- supposed to be ridiculous for sure
1: you're playing a game where you're racing toy cars i mean it's awesome but it is funny
0: yeah I mean, I, I grew up, actually, so I was going to save this for my Maxwell Lewis Gaming review. Who knows Ooh, when that... going up, but uh, I, I will You're
1: show... You're not going to show off the
0: isopropyl alcohol, are you? <laughs> well, I can. Ooh, isopropyl alcohol, baby. Um, sponsored by CVS. Uh, no, I was going to show at least some of my Hot Wheels collection as to why also Hot Wheels holds a special
2: place in my heart. Please do. So. Oh, my I've goodness!
0: I've got three, three more boxes of these uh, full of cars, and actually a few more that are in storage that I couldn't find. Um, but this is my hot wheels collection uh something i grew up it was one of those things like if i ever went to a store like the grocery store with my parents or like grandparents or something i was somehow able to kind of finagle them buying a dollar hot wheels car pretty much every time so it's a collection i amassed over the course of my childhood and it was one of those things like aunts Mm -hmm. and uncles and stuff they knew to give me those kind of gifts um trying to see if there's any particularly exciting ones in here i'm sure i have a mustang somewhere in here um i i have not gone through these in a long time like we got a nice little ferrari right there boom okay. oh this might even be yeah i was gonna say this looks like a matchbox so technically this is not hot wheels <laughs> throw that shit away yeah get that out of here this one's hot wheels it's a cool little ferrari uh, is again, that one in a hot wheels only actually that's a very similar ferrari i just picked that up randomly um but uh, this one is Hot Wheels. You can tell the Hot Wheels were always higher quality than the Matchbox. I'm not entirely sure why that is. The cool thing about this Matchbox, though, is that the there's actually suspension in the car. So there's like some kind of uh, like spring or something in there. Um, so the car has suspension driving around, which I think is kind of a cool little detail. But that's basically just kind of what I wanted to to show some of the. See if I got Why any you like other Hot Wheels Unleashed? Exciting cars in here. Right, a cop car. Got a, got a fire fire truck. Oh, there's another matchbox. Gross. Get out, Get, out Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, I did like this uh, Skyline. Um, another yeah. one of my favorite cars. These are some of the newer ones and nicer ones. I think I got some old ones in here. Um yeah, little wonky Corvette. I was never a huge fan of like the exaggerated, designed Hot Wheels, where it doesn't it doesn't have the proportions of a normal car. But yeah, here we are.
3: You're I still thought,
1: showing them off, so clearly you don't mind.
2: I mean, yeah, I do. A little
0: simple one here. This one seems a bit older. Oh yeah, that's an oldest, old ass one right there. That says oh, 1993. Huh, what do you know? The year of my birth. And this car, I believe, is actually in uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed. And it is one of the faster cars in the game and one that I enjoy using quite a bit. Um, so that's mm. kind of cool, too. And man, this blue, it's like giving Dyson Blue a run for its money, let me tell you. Um,
1: We're not going down that route right now.
0: <laughs> but yes, so I, I love Hot Wheels. I love collecting cars i love cars in general but it, it is, has this nostalgia and i've talked about hot Wheels stunt track driver which was a game back on like windows 95 98 uh, that i played a lot growing up um and so there's a heavy nostalgia uh going on but uh so that's a big thing and it's just it's just a really good arcade racer like it's fun it has i mean graphically it looks really fucking good. Um, but it's fun. It's challenging. There's a skill curve. There's it plays really well. The controls are really tight. Um, there's a lot of variety. The track editor is really cool that you can do. You can create your own tracks and do really wild things. Like they basically give you the same tools that the developers had when they were creating tracks and stuff. So you're not like limited. It's not like you couldn't make the types of tracks that they make and, um, stuff. So that's the first one that jumped out at me. Um, so that, that would be my, like, I don't know, fun pick or, like, top, top fun pick. Like, if I'm not thinking critically about, like, what's the best game, then um, I don't know what that voice was, by the way. Uh, that, that would that would be my top pick. So that, now while I'm thinking more about, like, some of the other games i played, what's, like, a top fun pick for you?
2: Let me tell you, Maxwell.
1: Well, I'll go through the games I played this year. League at of Legends. Least the important ones that I played. I'm sure there's some at, towards the beginning of the year that maybe I've forgotten about, but played through Hades, both the Ori's, Blasphemous, Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 3, and then I guess started playing Rocket League this year as well. So my mm-hmm. esports title of the year would definitely be Rocket League, <laughs> the real league. Um, but yeah, thinking about it, I mean I've already put like a probably at least a hundred hours into Dark Souls One. So that would be that would be my goatee for sure. Which is funny because I was so frustrated when I first started playing it, but now that I've beaten it and like understand some of the systems that were like slapping me in the face when I first started playing it. Uh they do they do they got good map design. Legendary bosses in it. At least in terms of the Soul series. Like very, yeah. very well reviewed. I mean O is like Probably the most well known um, Dark Souls boss in the entire series. And some people would say the only good implementation of a gang boss or multiple bosses in one arena. Um, and I already beat it three times, and I don't remember the last time I beat a game three times back to back in rapid succession. So, but if I was going to go for like an indie game that I would
2: pick. Um, I think it, it'd probably have to be Blasphemous. That game kind of rocked my socks. Wow. Yeah. I
1: also beat that one twice back to back. So I guess that's <laughs> a, maybe I'm changing my pace here. Maybe I'm a, I'm a brand new gamer. I've, I like beating games multiple times now. Um, Blasphemous just, I think, fit with my interest really well. Like I liked it, was very, it was very dark. Um and very satirical and made fun of Catholicism all of my favorite things wrapped into one package. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, I think those are, those are my those would definitely be two games and obviously both of them are like very in my wheelhouse and my style. But excited to go back and I'm probably gonna do another full run through of Blasphemous just so I can see what they added in this new DLC. Um, even though it's only like three bosses, so I'm still like gonna play. 15 hours more of the game just to get probably an additional like two hours of content but i'm excited so i i mean fuck if i care but yeah those would definitely be the two most exciting i can't think of well you can do you have do you have a further elaboration on games because i'm ready to segue if you don't
0: like that i've played this year yeah yeah so so thinking back i mean so i i just quickly browsing Maxwell Lewis Gaming on YouTube. Um, that guy hasn't posted Alan in Wake. a while. So, um. <laughs> Pick Alan Wake. But yeah, favorite. so uh, Alan Wake, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Ori and the Will of the Wisp was still this year, even though it was back towards the beginning of the year. Years are long, man. Like I, They are I, long. That felt like that was a long time ago. Um but yeah, so Ori and the Will of the Wisp played Hollow Knight this year, Hot Wheels Unleashed uh, i trying to think if there was... I platinumed uh, God of
2: War this year. Um, trying to
0: think if there was anything else. Like really I'm not big. letting you
1: pick God of War. I'm vetoing that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is kind of a cheat code because it is my top game of all time. Uh, spoiler alert for the top 50 video games bracket. <sighs> um, and then, obviously, I've been playing Deathloop uh, a little bit recently. I, I've put a little bit of time into... Uh, some other games. I'm trying to think. I think I played Miles
2: Morales as well uh, this year. Uh, that was... Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Um, like on the PS5. Yeah. I
0: played through Uncharted 4 again as well. Did, did a couple replay throughs on some games. a bit a little bit lighter here. And then obviously Forza Horizon 5 um, being probably the biggest one most recent.
2: So I would have to say, oh man, that's tough. That is tough. I'm going to, because right now it's kind
0: of for me between Ori and Hollow Knight. And I know uh, initially when we were speaking about it, I said that Ori, I would still put Ori ahead of Hollow Knight for myself just because of how succinct it is as a package and approachable because Hollow Knight. Even though it ended phenomenally, and like the post game of like hearing about the lore and what all the other bosses and stuff are is pretty incredible. The first five hours of the game, I was straight up not having a good time, <laughs> um, and that that it, I think that's the right place to put it because I know for you, Ori kind of ended l- lacklusterly um, for you. So it's better for a game to finish strong than to um, start strong and then just kind of peter off. But I didn't have that same experience with Ori. I loved the ending um, and the final boss. So, ah, man, I think for me, i right top bet Ghost of Tsushima pissed me off way too much for that game to be up there. Same with Alan Wake. I mean, Alan Wake. If you go back and look at my thumbnails, as you always point they're out, they're funny. They're yeah. It's I, a good one time. of them. Is uh, let me let me find the title of it. Well, yeah, Frustrationville Population Me um, is titled one of my videos uh, with Alan Wake. So those games are definitely not in contention. Forza Horizon Five has too much broken with it right now for me to put that as a top game, even though it's phenomenal. I played a shit ton of Forza Horizon Four too, and <laughs> that game is certainly up there in potential. But I think right now, I would say Ori and the Will of the Wisps um, for me. It, it opened up my eyes to an entirely new genre with like the 2d platforming um a little bit of the metroidvania type stuff in there uh which got me to then eventually play hollow knight which was a fantastic game uh so yeah for me sorry baby it was always sorry
2: always sorry it was always all but it, it would have been god of war if oliver had allowed it
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i think i'm probably missing some of the games i played because i also did start a couple games but same i think out of the ones i listed other than ori one i enjoyed all of the games i played quite a bit and outside of ori 2 plan on going back to pretty much every single one so
0: yeah i did oh i did also i started streaming i did some minecraft you know if you've ever heard of it um and uh one trillion one trillion baby and then also i started uh super mario galaxy this year as well I've not completed Galaxy, so I don't think I can consider that in there. But I was having a lot of fun streaming that um, and playing it. So Super Mario Galaxy. Those
1: Mario thing. games are pretty good. Yeah. Who would have thought? Who would have
2: thought? Not
1: I mean, me, because I had Nick 64 every single bracket I can. So.
0: Do you know what I always think when I see Mario?
1: Get it out of the bracket.
0: Chris or Pat. you're not that guy.
1: Okay, same thing. <laughs>
0: You're not that guy, pal. (laughs) That is very appropriate, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe Chris Pratt is an amazing voice actor. He's just going to bring Mario to life in a new way, even though there is already a voice actor for Mario. It's fantastic, but... seems bully, but is what it is. Yeah. Someone thought it was a good idea, and I'm guessing it was someone in marketing that was like, oh, Chris Pratt's a name people recognize.
1: (laughs) Mario isn't. We need to bring more attention to him. (laughs) so speaking of games
0: uh, but but before you do that real quick i just want no, to go one I, more jab I'm already
1: tan- into the
0: mario I'm already <laughs> <laughs> well one one more jab like having someone well known play a character like mario or like any like well-known character i think is just a really shitty ass decision because that just takes away from the character of mario and now you're thinking of like the actor and it just distracts from everything it should be some And there's so many good voice actors out there, especially when you exist in the world of gaming, and why aren't you tapping into the extraordinary talent pool there is with all the video game voice actors? Um, yeah, that, Okay, I'm done now. We shit a lot on Sony and Microsoft this year, thinking about this year in, in reverse, and so Nintendo, I, I had to finish off making sure Nintendo felt the love as well. Okay,
2: but now you can continue the tangent.
1: No, I'm good. I'm done. Who who won the year out of the 3?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Do you
0: have an answer?
1: I mean, off the bat, I'm thinking PlayStation still. Yeah, I but Here here's my here would be my argument for Microsoft. It's a long one, so hear me out. <laughs> Xbox mini fridge. Bam. That's that's my that's my argument for Microsoft. Pass that Um, I mean, Sony did do a lot of fuckery, don't get me wrong, but
3: PlayStation 5's pretty hype. And actually a desirable console. Mini fridge.
1: On video for the people listening it looks like an xbox but it is somehow not an xbox you can even cool beverages inside of the mini fridge or charge your phone with the usb ports on the front oh my god there's a disc port that you couldn't put a disc in but it looks like you could and crazy the rear i.o is even the same as the xbox oh my goodness thank you oliver (laughs) (laughs) all
2: right but
3: to answer
0: your question I think Xbox wins the most improved award. Okay. They had a lot of ground to cover um, and because PlayStation has an incredibly huge lead with IP and games um, and brand loyalty and console sales and all that kind of stuff. But with Game Pass, credit where credit is due, Xbox is doing God's work there. Um, Whether or not it will ultimately pan out and give good money to developers that they should have and that kind of stuff for consumers that they continue to increase the value proposition like with the acquisition of bethesda this year um and bringing those games to the platform which means they've announced that uh the Starfield, the the skyrim in space or whatever is going to be xbox exclusive meaning xbox and pc but it'll be microsoft exclusive um And so they're bringing a lot of value and there's some new IPs and stuff coming out and new things that will happen on the horizon. So I think they've they've been trying to build some goodwill. They've made some missteps, like trying to double the price of Xbox Live (laughs) and and stuff like that. And they they drop games off Game Pass and we still have criticisms of Game Pass. But I think most improved. I don't think Xbox can even touch Sony or Nintendo right now with like IP and brand loyalty, but they are making some huge strides and moving in the right direction. So I'm excited for 2022 for Microsoft and Xbox. I think they're, they're playing the long game. I think it's going to pan out for them, but time will tell. But I think, yeah, the winner of this year has to be PlayStation and Sony. I mean, they had death loop. One of the top games of the year come out as a timed exclusive. They had ratchet and clank rift apart. Um, another PS five exclusive returnal, um, they continue to outsell uh, Xbox and Nintendo. Um, the PlayStation Five still has the the coolest features with the Dual Sense controller um, and 3D audio and all these things. Um, and, and that's not really specific to this year, so it's not really a fair comparison. But I think just their overall sales, the games they're bringing and the games they're promising next year with God of War Ragnarok, uh, Horizon Forbidden West. There's a lot of new IP coming out there, like Stray, the the cat game that I am unusually excited to try out. Uh so yeah, that that's what I think and Nintendo basically didn't exist this year. Like yeah. they didn't really come out with jack shit. I mean they had some like DLCs and came out with metroid Dread. Sure. I'll give them that. Sure. I don't know at all what's coming
1: out twenty twenty two for them. So I have zero interest. Not Breath of the Wild do, so <laughs> actually I can't stop you trolling.
0: I I mean they still really haven't Done much as far as advertising on it, so it, it might be projected 2023, but it just it seems um or 2022. I mean, oh my god, what year? Is it? <laughs> I don't Where know is time the script, anymore. but yeah, they just really didn't have anything that kind of wow. I, I know some people really connected with Metroid Dread and heard it was a pretty good game, but yeah, outside of that, it's not the the typical Metroid like the the 3D space um, Metroid. So it
1: it felt like a filler. Yeah, I mean, I guess what they're coming out with like the new Prime or whatever pretty soon so actually that's pretty hype though now i'm thinking about it yeah that one i'm hyped for but
0: yeah it's it it was it was the year of like the the results of covid on the video game industry because 2020 there were a lot of games that were finishing up development so there might have been some delays but they were able to get a lot of stuff out but i think 2021 was the year where it like games that had been in the heat of development and the the hardest part of development when covid hit got really disrupted by it and there were so many delays and pushouts and things like that so this was it was a weird year in gaming for sure
1: i agree maxwell man great 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 job transitioning into my complaints from yesteryear aka yesterday aka today and which is i and tomorrow and tuesday i don't (laughs) know what tuesday has to do with this but so i was complaining to maxwell our sweet, sweet dear audience, listeners, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Happy holidays. Happy holidays. All part of the script. <laughs> I was complaining to Maxwell about how I feel like uh gaming IP is kind of it's it's been less exciting for me lately. Especially when we were talking about last week we were I mean, I was just like, I'm not I don't fucking care about Halo Infinite. We both don't care about Halo Infinite, right? Which should be as people who played the early Halos, that should be every Halo release should be hype should be celebrated, worshipped. Gregorian monks should be singing. <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, it's like, what what games are coming out next year that I'm excited for? I mean, we talked about Prime, the next God of War, and the next Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, and this year, the games that I saw from like when we were going through Game Awards, the whole time I was just like, man, I don't care about like any of these games, and most of them don't seem that new or exciting, other than like Deathloop did seem like a pretty cool premise. I'll give it that. And then the It Takes Two or whatever the one you were playing with, Clarissa, like Game of the Year. Yeah. Outside of those two Returnal. I mean I'm still telling I'm still real sus on Returnal. You're <laughs> not gonna change my mind on that. Um So yeah, it's just I feel like yeah, maybe it is just post COVID, but you said you disagree, so I wanna know why is gaming still going in the right direction and innovating all the time
0: when it's clearly not. <laughs> I I think because we expect so much from video games and we have as consumers have showed developers what we care about and value and that's basically don't ship a broken fucking game um, and we care more about the game world having depth and interest to it rather than the size of the world. I mean, one of the reasons God of War is my top game of all time is because it is a very reduced scope it's it's an open world but it is a very reduced scope it's not like now that we'll just continue to call it the far cry open world or an ubisoft open world um and or ubisoft however the hell you pronounce it but that it's as a result of that focus and same with the last of us part two there were areas that had some more openness but it was a very directed story. You can put so much more detail and care and background and narrative into the space. And that's what we care about. We also don't get... Gamers don't give a flying fuck about 4K. I don't know why that continues to be a goddamn selling point because most gamers I know are either playing at a desk with monitors and no one's rocking fucking 4K monitors um, or they just don't have a 4k tv yet um or here's the thing now with the new gen consoles we've seen the gamers that haven't done pc gaming before got introduced to 60 frames per second and it's like wow i would gladly take 60 frames per second with some slightly reduced visual fidelity and by slightly i mean you probably won't fucking notice unless you have them side by side um so where was i going with this i don't
2: remember what the hell the original question was but um
1: Keep going.
0: Yeah. Oh, well I I guess we've long story short kind of coming back. We as consumers have told developers these are the things we care about. Like don't don't try and push like 4K uh resolution. You can put more cuz it, it When we're talking about the gameplay, it's kind of akin to an open world, where if you're trying to do 4K, you're trying to create this huge open world, but it's not really providing you much benefit, and you're actually losing some stuff with it. 4K is kind of the same thing, but we've told developers these are the things we care about, and I think they're starting to take notice and take a little bit more time with the games they're producing, so I think that's part of the reason why there is just less coming out and there's a bunch of because games are so difficult to develop now there's so many acquisitions and mergers and larger conglomerates and and working between teams and stuff that um like it basically you have like microsoft and sony and nintendo Basically own every developer out there in some capacity um and there are still indie developers out there for sure but it is much more of a pretty much most like AAA titles getting released are a first party studio of somebody at this point and that's just kind of the strategy they're doing and stuff but it, it does give you the benefit of if it's managed well and from what i've heard with playstation studios and sony um they do a great job of being th- to provide the capital needed to create these games, but not interfering with the vision. So you, these these acquisitions can give you the benefits of having more capital and make larger games with larger scope than you could have as an ind- independent studio. Um, but that that's kind of where I, where I see some of the stuff going. Obviously COVID-19 has shit on the industry pretty hard. It's made it very difficult for a lot of people. And from what it seems like they've, they've, worked around it pretty well um and changed things and we talk a lot about crunch as well and so if we want developers to be humans like in humanocracy and be treated well um we we can't then also expect games to be spit out every other month that are huge triple a budget titles like Forza horizon 5 is in a state of disarray in the online version or uh, online gameplay But the developers are getting are allowed to not have to work weekends. They are taking time off for the holidays and doing all these things, even though one of the biggest titles for Microsoft is getting absolutely shit on. They're like, yeah, but we're not going to sacrifice our developers lives to to make up for for that mistake. And they'll continue to work on it. And a lot of gamers well I shouldn't say a lot of gamers there are some gamers who are like mer 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 the game is broken you should fix it right now and do everything to do it but it, if we want everyone to have the best lives and like your own life and whatever work you do like you have to also have that same kind of empathy and care for other people in the work they do same with the customer service industry now I'm just going on a soapbox I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore but
1: I mean I I agree I agree but <laughs> hear me out <laughs> I feel like that's not, that's not my issue with it. I just feel like all these AAA titles that are coming out, like, literally every game I listed, including Elden Ring, that'll be coming out, right? Like, they're all sequels and not trying to generate, like, AAA titles just feel like they've been, yeah, they've stopped trying to make something new. Like, this year, out of the games I listed, what, like, almost all of them are indie. And I feel like that's been, like, the most exciting in terms of new content. Even most of the games that I was excited to play on the PlayStation 5 are, like, follow-ups, you know? Like, uh, But, like, it's because I haven't played them or played the series. Like, Ratchet & Clank I would play, but I haven't played a Ratchet & Clank game. Um, and then Demon Souls
0: I just haven't played, but... I mean, Ratchet & Clank is also a sequel. Um,
1: no, that's what, that's what I said. But I said I haven't yeah. played a Ratchet & Clank, so it's, like, I'll if I'm new to the series, fresh. then... <laughs> th- yeah, if I'm new to the series, then it's still exciting. But, like, uh, yeah, it's... I don't, and yeah, maybe it is just a delay thing. Maybe there's a bunch of shit in the work that I'm just, like, not aware of, but at this point, I'm just excited for indie titles because AAA titles just keep doing fucking sequels. Other than, like, I'll give Uncharted 4 and God of War 2018 a pass. As we talked about before, huge updates to the series, right, and, like, pretty much entirely change the fucking game. Like, that, and you can't expect that to happen every single time, but I don't, I don't want to just be playing, like, fucking, like, Got to wear 2018 1.1, you know, like they're like, we patched, we patched the (laughs) system and improved the graphics a bit, you know, like,
0: I think that's a fair criticism. And I I think we are at kind of this unique time in where there were a lot of new IPs or huge changes and there's naturally going to be one or two sequels for those. And I think we just kind of are in a time where it worked out that there's just a lot of fucking sequels. that that are happening right now um i mean horizon forbidden west is only the second one god of war ragnarok is only the second one um ratchet and clank rift apart is the second one and like all of these it just happened to be that all these really good ips that were new or refreshed at the time um like ratchet and clank uh became like came out and had great success so now they're they're continuing up with sequels but those i think that's just kind of a, a an unfortunate product of where things are but i will also agree with you in that we talked about this before is that art is kind of and the direction of things are done on the fringe and indie development studios are that for the video game industry and they 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 get to they're not driven by um being a publicly owned company like sony or microsoft and having to answer to shareholders and all these people that dictate what things are and oh we need money making opportunities so even though god of war is great it's like well yeah of course they're gonna put more money to it because it sells fucking fantastic and it probably will be a f- phenomenal game but that's a business decision as well um and santa monica studios is working on new ip i know i think uh gorilla games is as well the the horizon developers and so I, I think there is a lot of background stuff on new ips and new stuff happening um death loop was new ip um Hogwarts Legacy is, it's not new IP, but there really hasn't been, like, a modern Hogwarts game. It's been, like, 10, 15, 20 years since the last one uh, came out. Um, Shadow of the Colossus.
3: What about it? Oh, oh, God. Hold on. I lost you. It was a bad joke. Um,
2: Thank you for taking so fucking long.
0: Yeah, I, I am seeing a lot of... So, like, Mar- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy um, is... It's not new IP, but it is the first game of Guardians of the Galaxy. We have... It, so, even though there will be a Spider-Man 2 coming out um, after they had Miles Morales and stuff, they are also announced they'll be working on Wolverine, which is a new IP in... or Or newish type stuff. Um, Hitman 3 was the end of a a trilogy Uh, so and I I believe they are ending development of the Hitman games at least from from that trilogy for the time being Um, let's see what else oh Mario Golf Super Rush came out this year I forgot Nintendo with an absolute slapper (laughs) Uh, but yeah also oh that brings up another good point fucking remasters What's what's your opinion on remasters, man? Depends. Ah, Hell yeah. nice.
1: Hell yeah! I mean, something like the Demon Souls remastered is a good example of a good remaster, in my opinion. I haven't played it. I'm going off of what I've watched and what other people have talked about, but like.
0: I would say that's not a remaster. Well, I would, then remasters I would say that's suck. A remake. <laughs> yeah so that but that's it's a it's a important distinction too to think about and remastering for me is you basically take the same game code and you like up the visual fidelity by like increasing the resolution and stuff like that so like alan wake was remastered this year but it was basically the exact same game it just looks a little bit nicer but demon souls was a ground up remake of the same game
1: yeah, so just never remaster a game, only remake games work more.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> ah, it's uh ah, ah. and, and like the the Spider or not Spider uh Spyro trilogy, that was a remake. Um so I, I think remake is the word I'm looking for. I don't know, but, but yeah, you you get the distinction, I guess of kind of what that is. And I guess an argument could be made for remasters and that it's it takes much less effort and you can bring a a game kind of to a new audience but for a lot of older games it, at least with my experience you don't fucking want to play them if you haven't played them back then <laughs> like they're not great experiences dead space i really did have a phenomenal time with but alan wake not so much i think i'm just burned think, by the alan wake remaster i think alan
1: wake is just the fucking <laughs> schlunker for you i i, I think that's what got you triggered i mean yeah. like yeah i just i don't get why people would spend time yeah the it just feels like it's only supporting the shit I don't like in the gaming community where it's like just just like fucking like graphics tech fidelity rush, you know, and just to keep things up to snuff where it's like there are old games that are good, like dead space, you know that. People still play and still enjoy literally all the time. I still go back to Super Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time from time to time, you know, and still enjoy them and don't care that they're not fucking remaked and up to snuff. So I would much rather just see people spending time um, either doing a full remake now that I'm (laughs) hip um, you know, or just working on new IP like, I just think that yeah, remaster just feels like a it's like a cash grab and supporting the things in the industry that I'm not a fan of rather than Trying to make something new and exciting.
0: Agreed. So there's
2: also um,
0: a game uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I guess that'll be coming out next year, but that is, I believe, a new IP. Another interesting one where it is being published by Bethesda, but will be a timed exclusive for PS5 if I'm reading that correctly. Um, so kind of a, a haunted supernatural spooky spooker. Um <laughs> and, and that was supposed to come out this year. Uh just like a lot of games. Honestly, we're supposed to. Oh, uh the Kana Bridge of Spirits uh from that animation studio, that was new IP, new studio even, um, new new. Uh, and And that did pretty well, so there's another new game. I'm just trying to come up with see i to your point, there's like life is strange, true colors like that's another game, in the life is strange series, but the, I don't know life is strange series tackles a lot of really important like social topics, so it's like does that get an exception probably oh,
1: sure, yeah, I'm not saying that all sequels are bad. I've already given multiple examples of permissible uh- <laughs> sequels <laughs> or follow ups to series, but.
3: Death
2: Stranding. Yeah, we'll see, we'll that see wasn't what this year.
1: But. No, I yeah, I was thinking about that like trying to think of like really big AAA IP that got released. That was new. And Death Stranding definitely was fucking out there. I mean, AAA walking simulator. That's that's pretty chat.
0: I think I read somewhere that uh Kojima actually like patented the the Strand game or like filed a patent for the Strand type game, which is what they call it. Uh, like i said i think i read something somewhere i don't have any uh, support or data to back that up but if that's true it's ridiculous
2: good for koji koji Kondo, koji
0: <laughs> our lord uh, and savior yeah so that, that's interesting i i think yeah i think we are just at kind of a unique time where there were a lot of new ips released in the past 1 2 maybe 3 years that are coming out with sequels. So it feels like things are pretty sequel heavy. Um and with new I think also you think the start of a new console generation is kind of a. I think there's kind of a delay as like studios are shifting from one development type to another development type and cross development and putting more efforts towards that and thinking oh what can we do with this new console and, and new games and it's been kind of slow. I think 2022 is going to be kind of the first year theoretically where where stuff really starts to pick up and there there like we've talked about there are lots of good games that came out this year, um, but it did there was just something about it this year. Just didn't feel quite the same. And maybe it's just because we're old as fuck, but.
1: I'm gonna die tomorrow,
2: so. I do have gray hair. Everywhere. What you see right old. now, it's gray. I got a filter on to make it look brown. Perfect. Works really well. Thanks. <laughs> so, that's all I got, Maxwell.
1: We're so close to an hour. We almost kept it under.
2: Almost.
0: But, uh,. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Uh, gaming, exciting. I bought another PS5 this year, so that was exciting. Um, yeah, got the Xbox Series X mini fridge, so I now have all the consoles with the Switch, the PS5, and the Xbox Series X. Got mini some fridge. new uh, PC hardware. Uh, I don't remember specifically what I got new this year, Actually, I think the only thing I've gotten new this year is my new CPU that is still not installed because I have been waiting until I like finish up my schoolwork and stuff. But
1: it's it's better, better in the box anyways, and not the PC box.
0: Great. just Beautiful. It's, it's the anticipation. It's like, yeah. Beautiful. I can't wait. I can't imagine what this could do. Man, if only there was
2: some way I knew how powerful this is. Happy holidays happy holidays hope
0: hope everyone had a good twenty twenty one full of gaming and tech tech staying healthy and I hope everyone stays healthy uh this holiday season. I know stuff's getting pretty crazy right now, but hopefully everyone gets to enjoy a little bit of the time off spend time with
2: friends and family all that fun stuff and will we see you before next year.
1: I mean, we can take it off if you want, but I was gonna bring back my stuff.
0: Okay, well, I guess we will see you guys probably next weekend, um, either Sunday, not maybe Monday, something like that. Change it up a little bit. Still be the Christmas holiday, so you guys all enjoy that. Whatever you celebrate, whatever you do, and play some video games. Oh. What type? How many? <laughs> Mo video games. Mo baby. Yeah. So sign it off until next week so it's not really the end of the year but it is the holiday so go enjoy them have fun check us out on youtube instagram podcast services we love you guys and catch y'all in the next one
2: juicy juicy